0: Hello, my name is Andrew LaPosha, and welcome to the Twilight Years. On today's episode, we will be discussing the death and final years of actor Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney began his career as a child actor in the 20s, appearing in silent movies. From there, he became a very prolific actor, appearing in over 300 films. He never retired and had a career that spanned nine decades. He may have very well had the longest career in show business ever. He was one of the most famous child stars in entertainment history, starring in the Andy Hardy movies, as well as co-starring and forming friendships with Judy Garland and Elizabeth Taylor. Mickey Rooney became the first teenager to get an Oscar nomination in 1940. Even when he became an adult, he continued to be popular, gaining three more Oscar nominations over the course of his career. However, despite his popularity and success on film, he had a roller coaster of a personal life. Mickey Rooney was married eight times and had 11 children. One of those marriages ended with his wife being murdered by her lover. He also had an addiction to sleeping pills, which he didn't conquer until he was in his 70s. Mickey was also bipolar, had a history of nervous breakdowns, and he even attempted suicide a few times. Mickey also suffered from elder abuse later in his life, but we will get to that later. In 2000, not too long after Mickey turned 80, he was having a routine checkup with his cardiologist. At the appointment, two artery blockages were found. They were revealed with the new CAT scan device called InsideTrack. This was an innovative device because it scans the body in the same way as a normal x-ray would, then prints a 3D computerized view of the internal organs. This way, it's easier to detect early stage diseases. Mickey would later become the national spokesman for the device. On December 20th, 2000, he underwent a three and a half hour double bypass surgery at Los Robles Hospital and Medical Center in Thousand Oaks, California. He was in the hospital on Christmas, but as he recovered, he and his wife, Jan, continued to revise their cabaret act. A reporter asked Mickey if he would retire, to which Mickey replied, never retire, but inspire. In 2005, Mickey and Jan began a musical review called Let's Put on a Show, with which they toured the country for six years. Variety magazine called the show a homespun affair full of dog-eared jokes. Mickey also sang George Gershwin's songs. Also that year, Mickey filmed a commercial that was to be used in the Super Bowl. The ad in question was for the medicine airborne. In the commercial, Mickey is sitting down in a sauna surrounded by several other men. One of the men coughs and Mickey runs out of the room, dropping his towel and exposing his bare buttocks. It was an amusing ad. However, the previous Super Bowl was when the infamous wardrobe malfunction incident occurred. During the halftime show, Justin Timberlake tore off a piece of Janet Jackson's dress, exposing her bare breast. Because of the incident, Fox was on their toes, and they rejected the commercial that featured Mickey. Mickey was upset, saying that he was always a family entertainer and would never do anything distasteful. He also added, we're not selling sex, we're selling a health product. If you're like me and you wanted to start a podcast, but were not very tech savvy, you wouldn't have known what to do. Then I heard about Anchor. Mickey was cast in the Ben Stiller comedy, A Night at the Museum, which was released in December 2006. Mickey loved working with Stiller, as well as Dick Van Dyke, another member of The Old Guard, who was cast in the movie. He had a role in the sequel, which was released in 2009, but it was cut. In 2009, Mickey was in attendance at the funeral for his good friend Michael Jackson. Mickey said that sometimes Michael would call up him and Jan, and he would sing to them over the phone. In 2010, Mickey was celebrating his 90th birthday. However, there were no big plans to honor the occasion. Despite working regularly, Mickey was being forgotten, which distressed him greatly. Mickey's friend Ellen Easton booked a room at Feinstein's Lowe's Regency Hotel in New York. As part of the celebration, Mickey and Jan would perform from Let's Put on a Show. Nathan Lane agreed to appear, buying two tables for the event. He also said he would buy the entire room if necessary. He wanted to be sure Mickey had a full house. Another notable that was called was the businessman named Donald Trump, who was a friend of Mickey's. Donald was supposed to go overseas, but for Mickey, he changed his plans. Many other luminaries, such as Tony Bennett, Matthew Broderick, and Rita Moreno, agreed to show up. Even New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg and President Barack Obama agreed to send their well wishes. The demand for the event was so large that the one-night celebration turned to two nights. The parties were held on September 19th and 20th of 2010. It was a lavish affair. The room was filled to capacity. There was a four-course dinner, clips were played, friends spoke, and Mickey gave a speech as well. The applause for Mickey was thunderous. He was the happiest person in the world on those days. In 2011, Mickey had a brief one-line cameo in the new Muppet movie. Serving as the choreographer on the movie was his son Michael. At one point when Michael was giving his father directions, he referred to Mickey as dad. Writer Jason Siegel, who also had a lead role in the movie, told Michael he can't just call any old man dad, to which Michael replied, No, he's my actual dad. In the last few years of Mickey's life, controversy began to ensue. Mickey made headlines in February 2011 when he filed a restraining order against his stepson Chris, citing elder abuse. According to documents, Chris had been depriving Mickey of food and medication as well as stealing his passport and other forms of identification. Mickey's attorney said that Chris had been pilfering Mickey's bank account and making him live in a rat-infested house with a broken air conditioner. Because Chris had been pilfering Mickey's account, he had roughly $15,000 to his name. He was forced to file for bankruptcy. Chris would also be physically abusive with one report of him kicking Mickey under a table. The restraining order, which was temporary, stated that Chris and his wife keep at least 100 yards from Mickey. Pictures were shown on the internet of Mickey with a battered up face and a missing tooth. He became the poster child for elder abuse. He was even invited to testify before a U.S. Senate committee that was trying to pass legislation to curb elder abuse. In his testimony, he urged those suffering from elder abuse to speak out. There was also talk that Mickey's wife Jan was taking part in the abuse. In 1997, Mickey had been arrested on suspicion of beating Jan, but the case was dropped. But there were allegations that she was taking part in abusing Mickey. Jan denied these claims. She claimed that Mickey was out of it mentally and was easily influenced by other people. When Mickey's finances were handed over to a conservator, who was a lawyer, he claimed that Mickey was completely competent. Mickey and Jan separated in 2012, though they never divorced. The Let's Put on a Show review that Mickey and Jan performed was discontinued, not just because of the allegations, but because Mickey was so feeble that he couldn't perform the musical numbers. The reviews of the show were getting panned, referring to Mickey as a curiosity. Mickey's home was sold in May 2013 for $1.3 million. He split the proceeds with Jan. Despite all the drama, Mickey continued to work. It was good for him. He appeared in the third and final installment of the Night at the Museum trilogy. The director, Sean Levy, said that Mickey was completely lucid, though he sometimes had to feed Mickey his lines. When Mickey was done filming his scenes, Levy gave a small speech honoring him and paying tribute to his 93 years in show business. A standing ovation was given for him, and Mickey gave a heartfelt speech himself. He talked about his years in the industry and how humbled he was to be a part of it the third night of the museum movie would be released posthumously for mickey as well as for robin williams the film is dedicated to the memory of both actors mickey spent his last years living at the home of his stepson mark on april 6 2014 mickey finished eating lunch and then went to his bedroom to take a nap Mark and his wife went to check on him at one point, but found him struggling to breathe. 911 was called, but it was too late. Mickey died of congestive heart failure. He was 93 years old. Mickey's body was taken to the mortuary at Forest Lawn. Jan heard of his death on the news. She and Chris contacted Forest Lawn and attempted to have him transferred to a joint plot in Thousand Oaks Cemetery, which Jan had purchased against Mickey's wishes. At the time of his death, there was only $18,000 in his estate. In his will, which Mickey created about a month before his death, he left everything to Mark and his wife. A small private funeral was held at Hollywood Forever Cemetery, where he was subsequently buried. Mickey's children released a statement saying that they had been barred from seeing their father at the end of his life. Mickey died owing medical bills and back taxes, and the family had asked the public for contributions to pay them off. The line in Mickey's epitaph reads, One of the greatest entertainers the world has ever known. It's very true. Many people will say that Sammy Davis Jr. was the most talented entertainer who ever lived. But Sammy didn't agree. He said that honor belonged to Mickey Rooney. Mickey is certainly a good candidate for that title. Thank you all for listening to The Twilight Years. Please don't forget to subscribe. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. The links are included in the description of this episode. If possible, leave me a review. If you have any requests for somebody you would like to see talked about on this podcast, let me know and I will do my best to get to them. Thanks again for listening. My name is Andrew Laposha and I will see you next time.